Running a business isn't all glamour and success stories. You're about to hear from a real founder in the trenches. I'm here to help them find clarity, have a space to get their ideas out in the open, and figure out how they're going to move forward. Welcome to the Talk to Stefan podcast. Today I'm joined by Cam Sloan, who is founder of Hopscotch. Welcome to the founder hot seat. Yeah, thank you for having me, Stefan. Really uh, glad to be here. Good to have you here. So can you give us a quick overview of what it is that Hopscotch does? Yeah, so Hopscotch is a user onboarding tool. We've been focusing on product tours, the pattern where you kind of, when a new user comes into your application, you welcome them and uh, show them a little bit about your app, but hopefully you're also at the same time showing them kind of what the next steps are that they want to be taking to see value out of your product. And so, yeah, Hopscotch helps you and your users to accomplish those goals. Okay, that makes sense. And in terms of us talking today, I contacted you when I saw a thread on Twitter about a challenge that you were going through at the moment and said, hey, do you want to come and have a talk about it on here? For those that haven't seen the Twitter thread, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the challenge that you're facing at the moment? Yeah, definitely. So I kind of just went on to, you know, Twitter, uh, as I do once in a while to air my grievances of just this founder journey is quite difficult and it moves um, slower than, uh, than you would like sometimes. That's not true for everyone, you know, because we're all, all seeing like a bunch of other founders who are having success quickly or, you know, within a couple months, they reach certain revenue milestones and and yeah, with Hopscotch, I guess, I mean, not to say I've been working on this for years and years, I've been working on this, you know, for just under a year now. And it just feels like it's at this point where I have a product that is, you know, working a bit, but like, it doesn't have like immense traction and just a handful of users. Um, and it's really a slow grind. And I'm at the, I guess, I was, you know, kind of going on saying like, is this the time where I should be thinking about switching to something else? Or should I be continuing on? I've been feeling this draw to maybe go and try something else because, you know, because of the slow growth. But at the same time, there's this, this thought in my head, which is like, if I go and, you know, try and build a new product, am I just going to end up in the same spot in a couple months time when I've done the fun part of coding up to this point and then you really uh reach that marketing wall again and repeat the pattern i guess where you're just now in the cycle of always kind of avoiding the hard part which is like marketing and getting users and traction that makes sense and i think it's something that so many founders will relate to as part of the journey uh, that we that we all go on in terms of uh, where you're at with this now, I know it's been a few days since you posted that and you've had a number of responses and spoken to people. Where are your thoughts at the moment on this? Yeah, so at the moment, I'm definitely thinking I should give it some more effort in this business. I think there were, I mean, a lot of people chimed in on that thread. You know, a few people said, yeah, give yourself permission to do something new or go try a side project. and make time for that you will come back maybe afterwards feel rejuvenated or you'll have more clarity on what you want to do and then there were also a lot of people who are like you know what this is a normal part of the process and you should just go ahead and continue kind of knowing that yeah this is hard it's going to take a long time 
not every startup is an overnight success, um, which, you know, I, I never had that. I never had that like delusion coming into this, but it it does feel very difficult at times. But I guess some of what really stuck with me through what people have said reaching out to me is just the learnings that you're going to have now in trying to better explore these marketing efforts that I haven't yet explored. So there's still opportunity to go and try things like even if hopscotch is not the thing that ends up being successful, you're not going to regret like you're going to be able to use those efforts in whatever you do next. And so it's not like you're choosing one over the other. It, it's all kind of additive. And that's kind of the approach I'm trying to take. So I am kind of committed now. I don't have like a full a plan. I, I do like to have kind of like a kill switch in mind of like maybe after X months time. I haven't completely figured out what that will be now, but I am kind of committed to the idea that I should pursue this further, not give up yet. And a huge part of that has been thanks to yeah, a lot of people reaching out, offering both just support, but also some really great advice on kind of next steps. Okay. So you see, it seems like you're pretty clear about that you're going to be continuing and that that is what's next for you. And you've had that sort of reassurance and other viewpoints that have suggested this. I'm just wondering, how's it making you feel? What are the sort of thoughts and feelings you're having about continuing with it now? I think that like that has been the hardest part over the past few weeks is because many people have reached out, you know, with specific tactics and advice, right? And I know that there are many things that I could try. It's just if I'm not feeling completely sold on what I'm doing, do I want to go and sink the time and effort into this? You know, so I, I just end up sitting still like quite a bit. I've done that. I've been in this position a couple times before as well. Like if you're not sure about what you're what you're trying to do, you just hesitate to make progress. So I would say that I'm feeling a lot better, at least, you know, a few days later. This road is full of ups and downs. Um, but at, in where I'm at now, I feel a lot better of just having a big list of ideas and try and knowing that, yeah, I'm going to move forward on them and kind of work through them one at a time. I still feel there's like, there's almost like now more overwhelming amount of ideas or number of ideas because of how many people reached out and just kind of said, you should do this, you should do that. And there are like definitely conflicting pieces of advice within that of like complete opposite paths and both might be right it's just you know they're different approaches so yeah that's kind of where where I'm feeling I feel like yeah like there's a bit more purpose in like what I'm doing instead of just um, when I'm working on a task it's like oh is this even worth doing or is it going to go anywhere I feel like just knowing that I'm going to apply those learnings into this project, but also that they can carry forward into other projects as well, other businesses as well, then that is motivation for me. Okay, so you know that you're making progress regardless of whether it's applicable to this project or something that happens in the future. Yeah, I think knowing that it won't be throwaway work, um, which I think was a big fear of, uh, of mine, is just working on something i also you know was uh i think one of my biggest fears in starting a business is kind of the the idea that 
I'm going to work because I've seen people do this, work on an idea for four years, five years, and it never really gets any traction. And and I just want to make sure that I'm always conscious of that, that I don't drag this on if it's not the right fit, because I think I could at some point find a better use of time, like by switching to something else than letting it drag out like that. And so, yeah, just trying to draw that line and and know where it is can be really difficult because I almost lean too far to like the side of like, it's been almost a year, it's time to time to cut it off and, you know, get on to the next thing. Because you see founders who are like 12 startup ideas in 12 months, and then one of them takes off in a few weeks time. And that can be tough to to navigate in this kind of landscape where you see the, I guess, success of other people happening quicker. And what is a relatively like, what is an appropriate amount of time? Uh, I, I still feel like four or five years is too much, but is two years the right point or a year and a half? Or, you know, maybe it just needs to see some slow and steady growth. But we know that this is not a linear, you know, the, the growth curve is not linear. It kind of like quickly ramps up towards like the longer you go on if you're doing things right. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> that's, yeah. That makes sense. And I think that is such a challenge of seeing what other people are doing, because rarely you're probably going to hear the stories of where it took much longer. But yet those people that's happened too much quicker, you often hear about. I'm just wondering, has this ever happened to you before in terms of you seem quite conscious of not spending time on things that don't work out? I'm just wondering, have you been through this journey before and had a period where you've been concerned about this before? So this would be like my second attempt at a, a startup. Though the first was a bit more organic in that it started as like just a project and then I kind of shoehorned it into a business uh, once it, it actually did see quite a bit of traction in terms of usage and, and whatnot early on. But the revenue side of things didn't follow with that. You know, even though there were a bunch of users, there was, yeah, not not so much traction on on the revenue side, which is an important part of any business. Yeah, I would say that that project, um, after trying to force it into a business over a like long, or not a long period, but maybe six month, eight month period, I did decide to pull the kill switch on that one. But there were also other reasons in it as well. You know, that was, again, like I said, my first startup, I brought in co-founders, we had challenges there, and just not knowing how, like, how to run a business or the type of business I want to run, like, and the type of customers I want to serve, that was all taken into account there and played into why I decided to finish that business. But yeah, that that was like one case where I, I felt good about cutting it off at that, at that point. Yeah, actually, one, one question I like to ask myself, I forget where exactly I heard this is, if you're starting over again today, knowing what you know now, would you still work on the same problem? And I really like that. And I look at this problem that I'm solving right now with user onboarding, and I still think there's a lot of room to work on it. There's a lot of room for this to be solved in, in a better way. That I think there, there's still challenges, don't get me wrong, because there's growth, like, I guess there are challenges of like, is it a business that a kind of small company 
I'm a company of one can actually take on. And those are some of my like hesitations around the project, even still today of, you know, is this possible for one person or like small team operation to take on? Yeah. So you've got questions about how to actually execute and make it happen. But the actual premise of the business you believe in, because you've asked yourself that question of if you were, you know, starting it again today with everything that you knew, which I think is a great question, would you still go at it? And you're sort of saying, yes, I would, but I've just still got things to figure out in terms of the execution. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And I think on that, um, what that means for, for me is like, you know, seeing that there's still clearly a problem, but you know, similar to that first business where I, I eventually found, so it would have had to basically be supported by advertising. It was like a website, um, like a leads website to e-commerce platforms, to other people's e-commerce platforms. And I would have really had to monetize through ads. And I don't like the model really of, uh, an ads driven site because the more you're going to see success is relying on like pushing more ads to the top of the listings and those things. So I didn't realize that until like I was at the point where I had to do that more. And, um, and, and so I guess part of where I'm concerned about or where I have some concerns about the onboarding space is seeing again, going to some competitors or other players in the space is like, Oh, a lot of them end up raising funding and having this like, going on this VC track of kind of hyperscale growth to solve this problem and hiring a bunch of sales associates to, to help them with it, as opposed to being able to do something a little more organically or like product led with a small team. I still have that concern a bit, you know, is it achievable? But I do think that there is still like that we're constantly trying to like disprove our own hypotheses as founders. And I haven't disproved that yet. I haven't tried enough things, enough marketing activities to say, yeah, this needs to be a large company with millions of dollars in funding and a sales team doing cold outreach all the time. I think there's still a lot of other avenues I can try to to prove that this might fit the type of business that I want to run. Because I think that's a huge part of why I want to be a founder is running a business that I enjoy that it suits the type of lifestyle that I want and as opposed to kind of like only building this for yeah for the sake of building a massive business that makes sense so it's got to fit and work for you in the way that you want to just the point that you made about sort of if you were heavily funded and you know having a sales team and getting them to work on sort of sales and the outbound side and getting clients in through that way Hypothetical question, if you had the resources to do that and you could onboard a sales team tomorrow, do you think that that would solve the biggest sort of challenges that you've got right now? I don't think it would. Yeah, it wouldn't instantly solve it. I think having some cash in the bank, yeah, would open up some doors for sure because you can kind of accelerate your learnings, especially when you have like 10 different doors you could open. You know, you can play with a few channels at once. But that money always comes with, you know, strings attached or just like things like other considerations. Yeah, you're kind of on a different track. I I think there's still an element of like, I mean, this 
is me learning all the time. So I, I just am speaking from my own experience uh, in this whole conversation, of course. Yeah, I do feel like there's an element of like the founder should probably get it to a point where they, before they're hiring people, they they know what's working and then kind of be hiring out for what is working. And yeah, maybe I'm not the best salesperson there is following like a specific playbook, but like if I get it to this point and then hand it off, I can hand over a playbook as opposed to like asking someone to figure it all out from scratch. That is a, in my mind, can be a recipe for a disaster unless you find like more of like a co-founder minded person to kind of who really can solve that from, from the ground up. So it sounds like it's a case of with the funded companies that you know they've got access to the same methods it's just a case of going independently you work through them one at a time whereas if you'd got the funding you could tackle maybe multiple channels at a time i'm just wondering how do you feel about that sort of slightly slower path of experimenting then moving on experimenting and moving on i mean i can see why people do like i'm more and more understanding why like funding is um an appropriate choice for um, for building a business, especially I think, yeah, if I, if you were to do this several times, like say you started one business, exited success, like had success and then moved on, going back to this like very start, like going from scratch again would be so challenging to to just know that you have to like execute on all these things so slowly. So yeah, I could see if you already have that playbook in your head, like, and you have a, yeah, you have that like ready to go, then having some money to put on the problem can really accelerate things. So yeah, I would, I don't know, I can really see the benefits from it. That said, yeah, why am I still, like, why do I insist on kind of going the self-funded route? Again, it comes back down to like, yeah, a bit of where I want to like go with this business. I want to, I guess, still retain more control of the potential directions to go with this. And I think you lose that once you raise that funding. But if, yeah, if in a year's time I'm uh, seeing some traction and there was a way to accelerate maybe some growth, then I'm not discounting it. That's for sure. And just to clarify, I'm not suggesting one way or the other or that it should be accelerated. But I'm just wondering, how do you manage the sort of emotions and feelings that go with the slower sort of process and that things may not work for a while before you do start to find the channel and the routes that work? Yeah, I think that is definitely the grind <laughs> that gets to me. Uh, and it happens kind of in waves. Um, it's not the first time I've, you know, complained on Twitter about moving <laughs> slowly, and it probably won't be the last like right now I'm feeling a bit more in this position where I can go and try things. But I think like one of the recipes for burnout really is when you put a lot of effort into something but then don't see any returns with coding for example it's easy to see like i put this effort in and then i build the feature and the feature works and you have this like gratification there whereas like if you put in i don't know you write 10 pieces of content there's no like immediate feedback that like that's generating the results that you intended from it and so yeah like if you go on for maybe two, three months at a time without seeing any of those signs of you were hoping to see from your efforts, um, then that's where it starts to 
drag on me uh, for sure. Um, and, and it becomes more challenging. And I think I was kind of at that point when, you know, kind of sharing this thread. And I, yeah, I imagine it will happen again. So yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's like the easiest uh, way of building a business. Um, and yeah, why am <laughs> like, why is it the way that I'm doing it? I just, I don't know, I, I have been thinking a bit more about, you know, spending a bit of money to accelerate to maybe like ease my, my own thoughts, really, and like, kind of make things a bit easier on myself. You know, there's cash in the bank that sometimes like you can you can have cash in the bank as personal runway to extend how long you're going to be able to work on a problem but then you could also deploy that in hiring someone to help with ads or how hiring someone to help with copywriting and i'm definitely the type of person who i can do a bit of all of this myself but should i be always doing it myself and that's where i'm trying to also find where that line is because you don't want to just go and spend all the money and then like you know you're quickly gonna run out of business <laughs> and so I'm, I'm trying to figure out a bit of like how much I can yeah give control to other people that will have maybe a better impact on some of these efforts yeah I think that brings us to a nice point in terms of looking at what you could be doing sort of next you said that people have come to you with all sorts of ideas some of them are complete contrast and opposite ends of the scale in terms of directions to go where does that leave you in terms of what you feel that you want to work on next yeah so I have been having you know a lot of conversations with folks and a lot of advice you know I think is very contextual to what people have had experience with and success with and where their skills are you know like some people may say like write a ton of content but if you're not thrilled about writing content or maybe you prefer to podcast or maybe you prefer to make videos or those types of things then like you have to tweak that for you yeah in terms of like my current plan I, I definitely have uh, been like writing a list out of uh, kind of my playbook uh, for how to move forward. It's still changing day to day and it will continue to do so. But I have like kind of X'd out a couple things. Um, I spoke with someone who's like pretty knowledgeable in the SEO space. And previously I was thinking, oh, I'm going to maybe try writing a bunch of, you know, onboarding content. And then we took a look at kind of a competitive analysis of like the landscape and and what seems to be driving traffic to my competitor sites. And he's like, I don't think that any of them are really like getting most of their customers through this strategy. And again, that's contextual advice, but it still like helps me. I'm it I trust in his opinion enough to say, okay, I'm gonna like cross that off as an immediate strategy and try and focus on something that might be a little more direct. Or if I'm going to focus on SEO efforts, it won't be so much like top of funnel, but very bottom of funnel SEO efforts um, and start at, the, start at the bottom because it's more close to where potential revenue comes from. That's like one example. Like, yeah, I'm also going to be um, hiring a ads consultant to help me with some uh, search ads and start piloting that because it does seem to be where uh, a lot of the 
customer discovery happens um, in the space. There's a lot of competition for these ads, but I'm hoping to be able to like just test that out, see what that looks like. Can I start, you know, sending some traffic to the site and and hopefully seeing some convert through to trials and signups there? You know, there there's yeah some some tactics. There are some tactics that I have planned for like what I want to move forward with, and then there's some that have been suggested that I just know it's like not the right fit for me right now. But I'm also just not writing them off. It's just I'm trying to think of like. I think it's like the rice framework of, you know, the risk and like basically how long it's going to take. I, I don't remember what it all stands for, but it's it's just like, you know, how much effort you're going to put in and what the potential reward is versus like, yeah, for, for each item that you could be tackling and then um, kind of ranking them accordingly and working on them in that order. Okay. Well, that sounds really good because it sounds like you've got a good few options there that you've sorted through, things that you are going to progress with, things that you're putting on hold for now. Question two is, what are you feeling most unsure or sort of stuck with either on that list or just moving forward right now? I guess it still comes down in, like once I get into actually working on some of these things, like I started working on some copy on the website uh, the other day and because of the number of paths that you can go down and you have to kind of make a decision it can be one of the biggest challenges of like narrowing in on you know what is the exact approach that i'm going to take with like copywriting for or the positioning do i further lean into this you know terminology of product tours that hopscotch is known for or kind of like broaden a bit more into general user onboarding because it's a more useful term that people like may have more um you know connection with so i think at the end it's it's kind of like the fine grain decision making to actually like make these things happen and put them out instead of working on you know over the past few weeks have been like kind of working on a thing and it gets like halfway there and and then you have like 10 half finished things and it's like really just need to be like we're gonna try this and it may not be the right thing but you have to make a full step forward you can't just half step into it and that's kind of where I'm still unsure is like which are what are those steps I'm not um I'm not moving forward with like a hundred percent confidence um because that's kind of how startups are, but um, but I do need to, you know, improve upon that. So it sounds like even though you're not sure on the copy and positioning front, it is just a case of you moving forward, getting something out there that you believe is the right direction for now, and then if it changes, you adjust it. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think yeah, it's kind of exactly that. Like instead of just halfway going into these things, like yeah, try something and change it afterwards but actually do the thing and commit to doing the thing so yeah just knowing how to better i don't know draw that line quicker of making the decisions a bit faster moving forward a bit faster in the way of like the decision making i think yeah just being um okay with yeah we can change these things <laughs> down the road yeah so it's just reminding yourself of that yeah i think so 
that's right now. That is like the very today problem. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, there's still obviously a lot of what we were speaking in, in this podcast of, you know, what is the amount of time that should be going forward on this before reassessing entirely? <laughs> um, you, you know, is because it, it could be could be months or it could be another year or some. I was speaking with founders that said like they didn't really see any traction until two years and then now they're making, you know, thousands in monthly recurring revenue because they just waited out to the right point. But like, how do you know when that is, um, is, is the tricky question. A challenge, a question to that. Is there a specific point? Is there a specific defined endpoint, Or is it sort of constant reassessment? Yeah, I think it it should be definitely constant reassessment or at least um every x you know period like every couple months maybe you reassess and say like is this like something to keep going on or not and yeah changing changing what that or or maybe just reassessing every so often and then um and yeah seeing how you're feeling and um kind of asking that question again of you know like if I were starting again today, would I still want to keep going? And do I still want to keep going? And, you know, um, trying to answer those and be honest with myself. Because a lot of people will tell you to keep going. They always want you to keep going. Um, but you kind of know that yourself best deep down, um, hopefully. Or at least, you know, that that's the idea. Hopefully some clarity comes through with that. And I feel like yeah, that's like where I'm at right now. It made a lot of sense to continue moving forward. And we'll see the next time I ask that question, if that's the same case. <laughs> Are there any other criteria or is it just a case of asking, I guess, checking runway, that kind of is always a given, but is it a case of just do I still want to keep going? And do I still believe that I should keep going? Yeah, I think, you know, have there been any like of my hypotheses about like maybe the customer profile that I'm looking to serve or like the um, the landscape that have been like any of these that have been disproven kind of like oh no we would need to spend I don't know $80 cost per click you know on each ad like makes it just not possible at this um at this scale I, we would have to grow immensely or if I yeah like you mentioned runway it's super important because yeah wanting to be able to have time to work on another idea or two still would still yeah definitely come into play uh of being able to assess that but yeah i think it's just taking note of the landscape and is it asking the questions about like the type of business that i want to run you're never going to get it perfect but like does it still align with like generally how i would like to run a business um and and that could be like do I have to work 80 hour weeks to make this happen? Or is it possible to grow it? Yeah, slowly, but with a bit of a nicer pace to it, you know, a bit of a more calm pace. I think the term calm company comes to mind. And I like that term. I like the concept of it, um, of at least not, I don't know, not putting yourself through like, just under way too much stress that often founders do and kind of being able to build a company that that fulfills you like and you actually have fun while you're building it not just look back and even if you had success like look back and say like oh man that was just like 
90 hour weeks the whole time. And, and I wasn't like, I, you know, wasn't present with family and friends and that type of thing. Like that's not the type of company that I want to run. Excellent. I think that's a really good point to um, wrap this up just as a summary of what we've discussed today. So when you joined originally, we were saying that you felt like you were going on a much slower and sort of difficult founder journey compared to other startups that you'd seen who were potentially going faster and reaching revenue faster than you were. You've been working on this for just under one year and it's working out, but not immense sort of traction there. And you're thinking about, should I switch to something else? Is it the right time to try something else? Have I hit a wall with this project? And you're thinking about sort of putting more effort into this and whether you should try side projects and they might help with sort of rejuvenation and clarification and whether this is sort of normal on this journey. And then we talked about how the kill switch, you know, you hadn't got that defined as such as to an exact point in time at which you'd kill this. And you weren't feeling completely sold on what to do. And so you kind of went ahead and spoke with a number of people. You've got ideas that are across the spectrum. You've explored those. You've come up with a plan. You've spoken to people in sort of the SEO space and done competitive analysis. You're also hiring an ads consultant. And then you put ideas aside that aren't a real good fit for now. And that's left you with a point around sort of the copy on your website and your positioning and figuring that out. So you're saying it's a case of just looking at that putting something in place, working through it, and over time, if it's not right, just readjust it. And then we also looked at the sort of kill switch, and you said it's a case of reassessing it every so often, just deciding, do I want to still keep going on with this? If I was starting it again today, knowing everything that I had, would I run through this again? And then looking at whether anything has been disproven, looking at your runway and if things are still feasible, and if the business is still the type of business that you want to run. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, that's great. exactly it excellent well it was great to have you on here uh where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you yeah so pretty active on twitter which is how we found each other um at sloan cam uh you can also just shoot me an email if that's your thing cam at hopscotch.club would love to hear from anyone if you're if you know what i'm you know going through and you have thoughts or you want any help as well like i love chatting with other founders uh, it's been really nice to have that outreach from many people to show that i'm not alone so you know i hope this helps others see that like they are not in they're not alone in this as well thanks for joining me on the show cam goodbye thanks bye stefan there you have it thanks for listening you'll find me at talkstefan.com or at TalkStefan on Twitter. Drop me a message if you're interested in either being a guest on the podcast or working together. Take care for now.